In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland, it's a back-to-back session. We've got Jack Duffin back on. I don't know what's going on. I know. It's an English holiday. That's why I've got it. How are you, Jack? I'm good. Um, been a uh, fun bank holiday, but uh, yeah, work today was exhausting. Okay, well, it's great to have you back on the show. And uh, Today, we're going to talk about special teams, doing a position review on each uh, area and... Uh, I think this is a really interesting one because I don't think anyone really knows what direction it's going to go until September. So it's going to be a real biting interest to see where this actually goes because I think each position could go either way. Yeah, I I think it's pretty much open game for both to win or lose it. Um, You've obviously got slight favour with some of uh, where a pick was used, um, which was the rest of it is very much. Um, let's see what happens. It could go either way. Yeah, and um, and um, yeah, just um, before we start going into the details, where would your head be right now, thinking who's going to make the roster? So my gut says it's Austin Siebert. I'm gonna say they take Britain Colquitt again. Yep. Um, and then obviously, there's only one long snapper, so is Charlie Hewlett. Well, yeah, so you think you before we debate it? Um, yeah, I think definitely. Um, uh, they've drafted the, the, the kicker, so they're definitely gonna go with that kicker. I think it's the end for Greg Joseph. But if there is an injury, then obviously Greg Joseph, I think, will come straight back if he's not signed for anyone else. And I think they're going to go with Colquitt as well. I, I think they'll do the safe option, but it's very close for me. I think Scottish Hammer could just nick it, though. So I think uh, if Punter won, it's not, not sure at all. Oh, yeah. I'll be cheering on, even though Colquitt is up there with like the top three punters in the league. Um, I will be cheering on for Jamie to go get the job, the Scottish Hammer. Um, because A, it is a big cap saving, and B, why not? It's easy, it is a good news story. Um, fingers crossed he can do it. Um, but no, it's, it's an exciting time, and um, any time there's sort of these small battles, it's always fun to watch. Do you think that uh, Kitchen, the guy he is, would be quite tempted by the Scottish Hammer due to new things that he could bring to the league that maybe uh, some... NFL teams have never seen? Um, I don't think they care. I think um, Mike, I think it's Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, um, the special teams coach, is ruthless. He wants the best people, um, so he's going to make the case for them. And yeah, there's no way the Scottish Hammer outplays um, Austin, um, Britain Colquitt in pre season. 
but it all comes down to that debate. If you can save a load of money and get 90% of the production, do you do it, especially as a position such as punter? Um, it's not a bad move. So, so is it a Dorsey decision, then, do you think? I think you'll have... Um, I can't see Kitchens getting too involved in that level. I think the special teams coach will make his case and then Dorsey will make the decision. Um, and it might be the case that they go, we don't really see a difference between either of these two. And then they go, right, but we invested in Austin Seabert. Let's go Austin Seabert. Or um, if the Scottish Hammer's as good as Colquitt, you go with the Scottish Hammer. Um, so I don't think... I think Dorsey will listen to what they say and then take a judgment call based on what they say. But yeah, at the end of the day, the... It's on Dorsey's head, first and foremost, of if he gets a decision wrong, people point the finger at him. Because um, Colquitt is basically a pro bowler punter. Yeah, he is a fantastic punter. He'd have gone to the pro bowl last time, but he doesn't have a Twitter handle. And that just shows the level of farce that is uh, the pro bowl. And um, if we went with Scotch Hammer, educate us, how much would we save? So if we look at Britton Colquitt's contract, he's got two years left on his deal. So it's 2.7 million this year, 2.8 million next year. There's no dead cap. So we can walk away and there is no cost in doing so. And then if we look over to how much uh, Jamie Gilligan, the Scottish Hammer, is taking home this year, it's just under 500,000. Next year, um, it's just under 600,000 and the year after it's just under 700,000. So um, the Scottish Hammer is going to take home less in three years than Britain Colquitt is going to take home this year plus a million. So yeah, the Scottish Hammer plus a million in three years is less than Britain Colquitt is going to take home this year. Mm. And how, how much game changing do you think it is having a pro a potential pro bowler uh, punter versus an average punter in, say, Scottish Hammer? I think it all depends how much of the time you're punting. For me, I'm very much more in favour of let's, um, let's risk it on fourth and short and stuff like that. Um, I, I think there's some benefit to it, but you need both sides of it. Uh, in, in the same way with all parts of um, the game, whether you're offence or defence, having one part's not enough. You can have a guy that punts the ball really well, but if the team that are on the ground chasing that down and stopping the other team from returning it aren't very good, it doesn't matter if you get another five yards on the kick because they're going to run 10 back anyway. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of them that never say no. It's useful to have a good punter, a good kicker because they add up, but it's not the end of the world. I'm, I'm not going to be upset if uh, our punting game drops this year, but we save, say, two million. Um, and that two million is a big saving um, because any time when you're over the cap, anything you can save, whether it's just two million, is a, uh, is a deal worth doing. Yeah, okay. And um, um, have, I'm just trying to think, have we... Um, we haven't really seen too much of... Uh, the Scottish Hammer actually in uh, practice actually hunting or something but I think the, the feedback what I've heard off Nathan Seguru and uh, I think uh, Jake Burns who's commenting on it is that yeah they look 
both look uh, pr- uh, pr- pretty good. Um, I'm not sure if that's true and the Scottish Ham was injured or not, but I, I did, uh, I think the second time he went out and played a bit. I think it's one of them that it's, it's a very lonely role. Can you get the ball up? Can you get airtime? And um, we've seen the videos, he can do it. Um, so I think he's perfectly capable. Um, is can he get that accuracy of sort of popping it just out of bounds um, when he's told to and keeping it just outside the end zone? And it's little bits like that that they'll test him on it and they'll find out whether he can do it. Um, I think he'll be fine if he's asked to step up and play. All right, great. Let's move to the uh, kicker. Um, what's your views on the kicker? So Greg Joseph's a Man United fan, so he needs to get cut. <laughs> All right, let me let me ask you another question then. Um, if Greg Joseph shows up and has an absolute amazing preseason, kicks everything, can you see us keeping Greg Joseph? Oh, I I don't think Dorsey's got any issue with cutting Austin Sieber. He was a fifth round pick. He's done it before. He's cut a fifth round pick, I believe. He even cut a uh, third round pick once. Um, after camp before the guy had even played a game. So he's certainly not one to shy away from uh, making that cut. So I don't think just because he's a pick that Austin Sieber is safe. Um, They're going to take who they think is the best person. I just struggle to see after the way he played last season and every single extra point, everything that happened, I felt uncomfortable and not sure that it was going to go through or over. So, um, yeah, I um, I think Austin Siebert has the job. Because Greg Joseph was never given a chance really to test himself from distance. Yeah, but if you can't get in from 20 yards, who's going to go from 40? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like, obviously we saw Zane. Zane was a great long-distance kicker, but yeah, obviously um, got cut. So, um, oh, so it, yeah, it's w- a ruthless game. Um, being yeah, a kicker I, is one of the hardest positions because um, you can make a mistake as a quarterback and you get the ball back on the next possession and you can go again. Um, any other position, it doesn't really matter too much. If you make the mistake as a kicker, it's obvious for everyone to see. There's no place to hide. And, uh, yes, it's a very, very tough position to play. Is there any other free agents out there, kickers, that would take you to fancy if we had a problem in pre-season with, like, two injuries or anything? Um, In all honesty, I haven't really looked, but it's one of those positions that is is replaceable. You you can find someone to step up and be a kicker. Um, I think Matt Bryan and Phil Dawson and Janikowski all resigned. Um just looking at over the caps list and this might be slightly out of date um, Mike Nugent and Kyle Kai Four Bath are available um, you, you can always pick up somebody who's um, can do a job so um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not worried at all if we need a kicker they will find a kicker um, but for me stop kicking that is the obvious first step Unless you need it at the end of a game to win something, then don't ever kick um, single points. All the maths and all the data says take that two-point conversion, especially if you've got any faith. If, you, if you're arguing against 
um, going for two points, then it means you either don't trust Baker Mayfield or you don't trust our receivers. And I have full confidence that Baker Mayfield or our O-line by running the ball can convert that attempt. So for me, start running them in, start throwing them in. From two yards, you can get the job done. Um, over 50% of the time, and you're in profit then. So, for me, take that risk and really, really go for it this year. And also, on like, if it's, say, fourth and uh, three on the 20-yard line, you go for it. Go for it and see what happens. I don't care. I'm not worried about taking the three points. Let's go for the seven. Big call there, mate. I wonder what, I wonder what the stats are like if we went for... Uh, Everything on like four and on the four, on the fours. How it would end up uh, last season? All the evidence says uh, fourth and short. Um, I know um, anything up to two's good. I think three's good as well. Um, obviously, you're not going to do it in your own end zone. So if we're talking, you're twenty yards from your own um, end zone, then uh, you're going to pump that away every time. Um, but, uh, yeah, if, if you're in the opposition half and you're fourth and three or less, go for it. Um, go big or go home. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it comes to converting them, just throw the thing or run the thing in. Stop kicking it. Um, take the pressure off your kicker. Your kicker's there to kick from sort of 45 yards. If it's, sort of, if it's fourth and fourth plus, kick the thing. You don't want to be uh, running that or throwing that unless you really, really have to. Well, there's one name we've forgotten in all this, our long snapper. So, the, our long Charlie snapper. Charlie Hewlett. That's the lad. He signed a six-year, $6.37 million deal um, back in 2017. So, um, he's got no guarantees left because all the guarantees are in the first year. So, he can get cut at any point. But it's 800 grand this year, a million next year. 1.15 a year after, 1.25 a year after that. So it's a tiny deal. Um, it's about 0 0.4, 0 0.5% of the NFL salary cap, which is exactly where you want that position to be. He's, he's solid. I haven't really seen him do anything wrong. And um, the only time you ever hear from a long snapper is if something goes wrong. So I haven't heard anything from him. So for me, he's doing a good job. And um, why not keep, keep him there? There's no reason to replace him. Um, don't ever draft one. You can just pick one up as a free agent. So you don't think there's a little cap saving there to be made? Uh, maybe Colquitt and uh, Charlie get rid of them both and save, say, three million and get uh, two uh, undrafted free agents in? Yeah, but if, if you're taking, say, Charlie Hewlett and bringing in an undrafted player who's getting 500 grand, you're saving 300 grand. It's not really... For the sake for the, of take, yeah, for the security, it's not worth it. Yeah, for the sake of three hundred grand, it's, it's not worth taking that risk. When you're looking at Britain Colquitt and you're going, we're going from two point seven to five hundred grand. You're saying that's that's two point two million savings. So that that's the saving I go. Yeah, two point two million, go for it. Zero point three million, nah, I'm not interested in that saving unless unless they're sort of dead on equal, then. No, for 300 grand, you just keep what you've got. By all means, you, I'm happy with that. All right, great. And uh, 
the last question for you, mate, is uh, the returning game. We mentioned it brief, briefly on the show. Uh... Oh, I've just lost you, Paul. He's probably gone for a tunnel on his train ride. Um, so I'm going to just run through the four names that have been linked to the role. The four names linked are Dontrell Hilliard, Antonio Callaway, um, Damon Shigaseppi, and running back Dearnest Johnson. So those are the four names linked. Who do you reckon is going to be the guy, Paul? Gotta be Callaway, surely. I think Callaway is certainly the favourite. Um, it makes sense to have him there. Um, for me, yeah, why not have him out there running it back? If he starts building up his snaps across the season or any of sort of our other wide receivers go down, then you take him off it straight away. So why are we in a position if we've got four happily starting level wide receivers, then you keep him in there. The minute one of those goes down, you just take him out of the rotation and you let Hilliard do it um, or somebody else. Do you think we are strong enough in our return game with the people we got? I don't think the return game is that important, in all honesty. Um, as you can get the um, any kicks to the end zone, you obviously take a knee. I've done the research in that. The evidence there, Football Outsiders has published it. So anyone looking for the link, by all means, tweet me and I'll send it to you. Um, but how, much, how important is the actual returner and how important is the team around them? I'm more of a believer that there's a bigger picture than just the person who has the ball in their hand. Um, obviously, if they drop the ball, then it doesn't matter how well everyone's blocked. You've dropped it, but at the end of the day, um, they're all elite athletes and especially the ones that are getting at the back to return. So I think they all do a fairly good job. Oh, excellent. Well, look, Jack, it's been great having you on the show again. And um, hopefully we'll get a bit more Browns news coming up soon. Otherwise, we're going to have to make some more up, Jack. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have to create some Browns gossip or news because it is very, very quiet at the moment. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be some movement um, over the next day or two, maybe by the time this podcast drops on McCoy. So um, keep an eye on that. I'll obviously probably do a um, cat podcast when that happens, just to discuss what the deal actually is and then um, the implications for that. Um, it might take some time to come out because even though you get the headline numbers, um, it sometimes takes another day or two to get the actual terms of the deal. So um, I'll be keeping an eye on it. Um, and uh, when that happens, um, um, I'll come to a uh, show and have a good chit-chat. Well, maybe, maybe we get uh, Adam on if we sign him um, and discuss what he liked and didn't like about McCoy before he comes to the Browns or joins yeah. with the Browns. No, I think that'd certainly be a great podcast. Um, get him on, have a chat. So Adam's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan that also does the Five Yard Rush NFL podcast. So any fantasy stuff you want, guys, make sure you go check them out. They've had some fantastic guests. They've had um, 
Scott, what's his name? Scott Hansen from um, NFL Red Zone on there recently. They've had some absolute fantastic um, guests. So, uh, no, I, th- I think that'd be a really, really good show. Even if McCoy signs, um, I still think that's a good show. So, uh, maybe one for you to work on for tomorrow, Paul. Excellent. And uh, just to let everyone know, I'm off to Germany tomorrow. So, if anyone's in the Hamburg region for the next four or five days, I'll be around. And it'd be great to meet for a pint or a Jägermeister. Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. So, uh, have a fantastic one. And, um, yeah, keep, keep on going, guys. Any questions, make sure you follow me. It's at Jack Duffin. Um, I don't tweet out as much as I used to, but no doubt when some cap news comes down, I'll be tweeting out. And then you've obviously got Paul Brown on Twitter doing loads of videos and really fun content. So make sure you go check him out. That is at Paul Brown. Under go Browns. UK. Easy as that. Easy. All right, Jack. Have, have a great one, and I'll catch up with you soon, mate. Go watch you are. Cheerio, buddy. Bye. Bye.